What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Now. I hope you enjoyed the last episode's interview with Jared Diamond, and if you haven't already heard it, I highly recommend it. It was most definitely my best episode to this date, but that is not what I'm here to talk about today, because it's History Wednesday, and today I'm going to talk about one of the more controversial players ever in baseball history, Barry Bonds. Where? Were it not for not were it not for all the evidence he took steroids, Barry Bonds would not only be in the Hall of Fame, but he would be hailed as the best player of all time. Unfortunately for Barry, he's he is the poster boy of the steroid era, and that is not even where the controversy ends. In this episode, we will relate the highs and lows of Barry Bonds' career. But first, let me inject you with a word from our sponsor. Barry Lamar Bonds was born on July twenty fourth, nineteen sixty four. Smack dab in the middle of the MLB season. His dad was Bobby Bonds, a former Major League Baseball player. So, baseball definitely runs in the family. He attended Junipero Serra High School in San Mateo, where he excelled in baseball, basketball, and football. He was basically good at every ball game. He played on his junior varsity team, team during his freshman year and the remainder of his high school career on the varsity team. He garnered a 467 batting average. His senior year, he was named to the All-Prep All-American baseball team. The Giants drafted Bonds in 1982 in the second round as a high school senior, but Giants, the Giants and Bonds were unable to agree on a contract terms. When the Giants' maximum offer was 70000 185000 today, and Bonds' minimum to go pro was 75000 So, Bonds instead decided to attend college. Funny how he ended up on the Giants anyway. I guess they were supposed to be. For college, Bonds attended Arizona State University and hit 347 with 45 home runs and 175 RBIs. In 1984, he batted .360 and stole 30 bags. In 1985, he hit 23 home runs with 66 RBIs and a 368 average. He was a Sporting News All-American selection that year. He tied the NCAA record that seven consecutive hits in the College World Series as a sophomore and was named to the all-time Century World Series team in 1996. His career... His college career was almost perfect, and he played his way to the sixth pick in the draft by the Pittsburgh Pirates. In his first month of play, he was named the player of the month in the minor leagues. And in one year, the Pittsburgh Pirates decided to make one of their best decisions in their history. They called up 21-year-old Barry Bonds, and his impact on the team was immediate. But first, a little setup to his debut. Before Bonds made it to the major leagues in Pittsburgh, Pirate fans' attendance was low, with 1984 and 1985 attendance below 10,000 per game on the 81 home game schedule. Bonds made his major league debut on May 30, 1986, and that year, Bonds led the National League with rookies with 16 home runs, 48 RBIs, and 36 stolen bases, and 65 walks. But he finished 6th in the Rookie of the Year voting. Bonds gave his fans something to enjoy in such a sucky time. He was young and passionate and carefree, but this would soon change. The Pirates, with his help, had a killer defense and an amazing offense, and they also got on base. His time in Pittsburgh continues as as he shaped himself up to be a pretty good contact hitter. And you might think, contact? I thought Barry was all about the power. Well, let's just say performance was soon enhanced. But we are not there yet. Bonds continued to become more of a lethal hitter every year, and at this point, he was shaping himself up to be a perennial MVP candidate. 
and in the 1990 season, he was won his first MVP, and it would not be his last. That year, he won his first gold glove and silver slugger, so he was branching out to a power-defense combo. And in 1996, he won his second MVP award and hit free agency. He decided to sign with the Giants, the same team that had been trying to get him just a decade earlier. In his first season with the new team, the Giants, he hit 336 with 46 home runs, en route to his third MVP award. So you might say, wow, he already has three MVPs and now he's only 29. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Well, just do you wait. His 1994 season and 1995 seasons were just as good. And in 1996, he joined the 40-40 club, meaning 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases. In 97, he had a he had a quote-unquote down year. He hit two, 292, a career low. At that point, he was starting to look like bigger and bigger, and he was a beast. If we skip all the way to 2003... In 130 games, he had 45 home runs and a 341 average, and a 750 slugging. This was very weird because he only had 7 stolen bases, and if you look back just 5 years, he had 41. He also much lo- looked much bigger, and his power numbers were off the charts. And in 2001, he broke Roger Maris's single-season home run record. Not only did he break it, but he demolished it. And right about then, people knew something was up, because... You do not gain that much power in your mid-30s. So, some people accused him of steroids. Nothing was official, but ex-teammates were hinting at something fishy happening with Bonds. He was breaking so many records, and it didn't seem right, because in his early career, he was a a good contact hitter. But somehow, Barry, in his mid-30s, had gained 30 pounds and looked like Aaron Judge. So, the reporters and sportscasters and fans thought it all seemed fishy. But they still ignored it. And two years later, he had just beaten all of the Babes' home run records, and it was official that the Giants were going to re- start thinking about retiring his number and just give him the highest honors because he deserved it. But then, just one year later, they decided to um, release him. And it was very confusing because at this point, he was producing very high-level numbers. And then it was informed to the public that Barry Bonds took was what might have been involved in some steroid scandal and that he had played his last game. But that's not enough for me. Let's look deeper into the scandal. Apparently, the scandal was called the Balco Scandal. Balco stands for Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative. Balco made drugs that worked very effectively and could be unable to be detected by doping tests. Many of the players' insane stats during this time were made much more worse and also were very hidden. And it makes Barry Bonds look very different. So, would Bonds be suspended, banned, or anything? A couple years later, after the original convictions, they came up with this. He was he was invicted indic- on four counts of per- perjury and one count of obstruction of justice. On February 14, 2008, a typo in court papers filed by federal prosecutors erroneously alleged that Bond tested positive for steroids in November 2001, a month after hitting his record 73rd home run. And it makes sense why, why he might have done it. Because he was young and he had played for the love of the game at first. But as his ego grew and he became overwhelmed and needed to find a new way to impress people. And he might not have done it this way, but he did it. So that was his decision. And he turned himself into an anti-hero. Let me explain. Bonds never really liked his teammates. 
He was actually named the MDP, Most Despised Pirate. I know, haha, funny. He was not great in the locker room, and coaches said he was uncoachable. Maybe that's why he drew. He was drawn to steroids. We will never know. And that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you want to send me feedback or just suggest future episodes, please email me at baseballnowpodcast at gmail.com. And see you guys at Saturday, guys. Peace out.